What's the episode? What is the episode? Shizzle King episode 4. This is a podcast where we listen or watch uh, the third season, fourth episode, fourth episode of just whatever TV show strikes us, and uh, we try, we do our best to follow along. It's early enough in the. Oh, what did you say? What oh, was your quote? So about? it's early enough in the season to understand what's going on, and it's late enough in the series to be good. Oh yes, okay, yeah. and. So this this episode also we watch without context. With no context. No context. No context. Um, it's spoiler free except for this episode. Also, if we accidentally spoil something, it's entirely unintentional. Right, right. We we are we we are not spoiled except for uh, whatever we've taken in through the world of what a series will be like. Um, mm-hmm. And we will not spoil any episode other than season three, episode yeah. four. Uh, intentionally, <laughs> yeah. at least. Intentional. Yeah, we 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 might speculate. Right. Or right. if sometimes you can't help but yeah. speculate. Yeah. And uh, today we really dive delved into <laughs> probably the like hardest yeah. hardest show that we could possibly choose in our own language, yeah. like in English. We, we watched what, the West Wing. The West Wing. Season three, episode four, which is called On the Day Before, mm-hmm. and it's written by Aaron Sorkin, and if you are familiar at all with Aaron Sorkin's work, which I am, in that I've watched also Newsweek, which he did on HBO, which he does later in his career, I think West Wing is kind of his first big one. I'm trying he did to... Sports Night, I think, too, or Sports Oh, something. yeah! Um... Uh, the episode on the day before, which is the one that we watched, was directed by Christopher Misano, Misiano, and says story by Paul Redford and Nanda Chitre. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. And then it was aired on October 31st, 2001. So this was aired. Oh, this was this was like the world was changing. Was about to change the, drastically. Not about to had already. Well, well, I guess when they were filming. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is October. Yeah, so it was filmed yeah. probably. So so 9-11 is like just happened. Just happened. before this. Yeah. And it's it's a show entirely about politics. Mm-hmm. It's, set, it's set in the White House, follows the president and his staff. 
And it's, but in this world, it's a Democratic president. Mm -hmm. And in in our actual world, it at the time it was George W. Bush, Republican. Yeah, it was W. Um, now, wait, before we get really into this, yeah. I want to say, Aaron Sorkin also wrote a bunch of other. He wrote a few good men. He is responsible for the "you can't handle the truth" oh, line, dang. like one of the most famous lines in cinema history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wrote the script for Social Network. Oh. Molly's Game. Yeah. Molly's Game is amazing, by the way. Jessica Chastain is this generation's Al Pacino. <laughs> um, and the Steve Jobs uh, biopic, I yeah. guess. An impressive resume, yeah. obviously. Yeah, of um, course. I mean... He's written everything you've ever seen. And the reason why this show specifically really feels like jumping in on the deep end for <laughs> me is because I don't, I'm not that. Politically inclined, savvy. savvy I I'm would not say. either. And so, like most of the dialogue is talking about uh, political moves, um, like situations that are happening in the moment of the episode, mm -hmm. but then also things that have happened from previous episodes. And like, yeah. I feel like at this point, if you've been watching this show, you probably have. You probably so understand. To follow it. Yeah, like mm -hmm. if you're watching a cop show for a while, you understand all of like the <laughs> the like chemical makeups and stuff, or like the the, the like, laws, the laws or whatever. Or whatever. Supposed to... And this one, like because it's politics, and we haven't watched any of the show before, there's just this oh what wide did I, expanse yeah. of language that I that I am like missing. The language you're missing, yeah, it's like there's a lot of jargon you're missing. Mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. a lot of the connected relationships you're missing. Yeah, but. Me also. Yeah. Uh, what I wrote about it, but on top of that, but because of the way he writes and the way that he is dialogue heavy, it's just like very fast paced, quick moving, dialogue driven show. And then what I said as soon as we finished the episode yeah, was yeah. that was a thrilling hour of television in which a whole shitload of stuff happened, but we have no idea what. Yeah. <laughs> so many things happen and there are so many like threads and plot points that would just weave together in a way, like through the dialogue, and 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 you're just like you you have to keep up. Yeah. And it's so hard to. It was so hard. I felt like I was writing notes um, for like a test or something in a class <laughs> that like they were giving me all of the information I needed for the final in one <laughs> class. And that's what it felt like my notes were. And then like recognizing people too from like oh yeah different shows it's like, like oh the dude. cast is insane it's really incredible uh we have well who do we have we have allison janey we have martin sheen mm -hmm. we have rob lowe also rizzo <laughs> from greece yeah. stalker channing herself yeah. is in it for a brief moment i'm sure in the rest of the series she has a much stronger like character and like plot so yeah but she was only in the one scene in this yeah, it probably follows certain characters more through series, yeah. through different episodes. I imagine it was, it was wild. I yeah. my notes uh, can't keep up with how many scenes there were or like all the things that happened. I don't even fully understand all of the things that yeah. happened. Yeah, there was um, <laughs> there was a lot. There's too much going on. There's too much. There's so many threads, so many characters. Um. I also, get, there was a confusing situation when we went to watch this show. Right, right, right. When we went to watch this show, we opened it up on uh, Netflix is what we were watching it on. And um, we went to season three, episode four. Um, that was 
uh, on Netflix, and it was a different title than what we had researched online. It was, was Ways was, and Means. Yeah, Ways and Means was the name yeah. of the episode. And we were like, oh, I thought we were on, on the day before. And we look at the uh, Netflix queue, and it has three episodes before. And we Google online, um, and apparently the what Netflix labels as episode one of that season is a special that was written right after 9-11 happened and oh, filmed yeah. to be released like in response to 9-11 or was something Was that like really that. it? Yeah, it was wow. Aaron Sorkin wrote that episode right after 9-11. Aaron Sorkin really is a, a patriot. He is really on the ball of what's happening around him in the world. And so there was this confusion of like, oh, do we follow what was released as season three, episode four, or do we do what, we do Netflix's Netflix? season three, episode four? But and we so, kind of yeah, we did what was released. Yeah, we kind of decided to stick with that. So well, I think we might have to do that. Also, though, the first those were not supposed to be; those were like specials that were unrelated to the season. Right, right. So. They weren't part of the season, but they were released. Bef- it was released before the season yeah. began, I believe. Oh man! Oh, man. So yeah. it it. it It's a wild ride. Oh, okay. The synopsis is, uh, the staff scrambles to win over congressmen, holding out for political favors when the House of Representatives readies to override the president's death tax veto, and Charlie considers asking for immunity. And the only information we get about this death tax veto is that it's an estate tax. And there is a comment that Allison Janney's character, CJ, who I believe is the White House press secretary, Mm -hmm. um, she comments that it's um it's like taking money from our children after, yeah after they're dead it's it's when uh it's a tax on uh estates of people who have passed away yes. and so like usually having to be paid for by the children of the people who have died is, oh, is oh that's miserable concept. yeah yeah, yeah. Mean, and so the republicans want to repeal it um, even though it no, only no, no. affects... No, the Repub- Republicans want it to go through, and the president is vetoing it. Oh. Um, so I think what it is, is it's... it's. I thought they were making a bill to remove the estate tax. Oh my gosh. We don't even know. I don't even, we don't, we even, don't even, know. even know. We don't even know. All we know is so that that whole situation becomes a showdown it between because it CJ does. and this one correspondent yeah, in the White House. So, like, within the episode, within the episode, it's very nice to have, like, small, like, stories that happen within the story of the episode. So, all this grander stuff is happening. All this political stuff is happening. Um, And maybe it's just, maybe it's just, like, I am so ungrounded in how politics works that I am just, like, grasping for small, petty fights happening. No, yeah, but also, that's, like, he does the same thing in Newsweek, which is... He has this whole larger plot line for a series, mm-hmm. for a character arc, and he sprinkles it in to every single episode. Yeah. And we see it with Dulay Hill's character. Yeah. Ooh, what's his name? Uh, the character's name. I don't know. Okay, hold on. I have that, too. Uh, let's give a rundown of the characters, okay, too, okay. before we get way too far off here. Um, we have Rob Lowe as Sam Seaborn, Stalker Channing as Abigail Bartlett, Dulé Hill as Charlie Young. Allison Janney is C.J. Craig. C.J. Uh, Janelle Maloney as Donna Moss. Richard Schiff as Toby Ziegler. John Spencer as Leo McGarry. Bradley Whitford as Josh Lyman. And Martin Sheen as President Bartlett. So what we're looking at is Charlie Young, 
Dulé Hill's character, mm -hmm. he, the whole time he's everyone is having a conversation with him about some major situation in his life. Yeah. So that, some that we thing have no is going clue. On. Yeah. There's some lawsuit or some like uh, he's he's got a hearing. He's being arrested or, or something. Or he, he's like they're telling him to take, take immunity, immunity, which must mean. He's involved in some criminal thing. Or, or he's in some investigation. Yeah. Right? But yeah. he doesn't feel like he's guilty. Or, or, or well, like through the whole episode, he keeps telling people... He can't talk about he it. He can't talk about it. And so he rebuffs everyone. And the whole episode is just him rebuffing Until people. Until the end. Until the, the last end. Guy, when, when the last guy... Says, I don't even know what the last guy is. Vice President? I don't know either. That I have no clue. I don't even know what his name is. Yeah, I don't know. It's got to be Leo. John Spencer. He was the guy that, oh my god, was in the situation room, right? Same guy? <laughs> yes, yeah, it was so, a situation room guy. Um, well, so there's this whole plotline with Julia Hill, and we're just like, what is going what on? Is Why does he need on? immunity? And yeah. then at the end of the episode, and this is a classic Aaron Sorkin thing too, where yeah. everyone's talking about this thing that this character should do, mm -hmm. and the character like won't talk about it or whatever, and then at the end of the episode takes a stand to tell someone how they actually feel about it, yeah. but doesn't, but is very, like, coy about it still. Yeah. He's just, like, and, and it was, like, a moment where you and I both were, like, oh, my God. Like, we wanted to cry. Yeah. Because Dulé was, like, I'm a member of this team. Yeah, I'm going to take a stand for this team or something like, like that. Everybody, like, this, if I take the immunity, that doesn't. That it makes implies me guilt guilty, or yeah. whatever when he's just like, no, I believe in what I did. Yeah. Whatever it was he did that yeah. we have no clue. No idea. Oh, my gosh. And then, so that's one thread in the whole show. Mm -hmm. And another thread was, uh, right, Allison Janey is, is CJ, yeah. um, who was handling the, the, the PR fires going on around. Yeah, because, because there's both a veto going on against the... Or, uh, the there's an override vote there's going There's an override on. going against the veto that the president did, but there's also a a bombing that happened in... A suicide bombing. A suicide bombing in, in Jerusalem, I think is... is, is oh my gosh. The, the episode opens on the veto. Yeah. And there's supposed to be a dinner that night, which yeah. is... We never see you the never dinner. see the dinner. We never go to the dinner. They're talking they about the dinner. They go to the dinner. dinner. They we do. don't go. Yeah. And so there's this whole, like, schmoozy dinner going on. Yeah. And... The override or the veto happens right before the president goes to this dinner, mm -hmm. and then all of this other crazy stuff happens. So everyone's like well dressed. Yeah. Um, I mean, ugh, they already would be well dressed, right? But then there's but they're like also dinner, dinner dressed, yeah, it's like tuxedos, white tie, black tie. yeah, and bow tie. One thing I noticed about all of these characters in and in, in this world and in like in the other Aaron Sorkin show Newsweek is that. They're all highly competent in the world. Yes. That they exist in. Yeah. They're so competent that it's just quick fire. Yeah. Like, they can have these conversations and they all understand each other and are on the same page because they're so good at their jobs. Yeah. They're all very competent and they are because they're also dealing with very competent people too. They're challenged by oh, highly competent yeah. people and they are highly competent. It, my God, I'm just, I'm looking at my notes and like the notes <laughs> I write down are just veto the bill. Do lay hell. If house <laughs> overrides, we are weak. This fucking flag. Oh, the, the, like the opening, um, 
uh, credits yeah. where it's just like this American flag flapping across the screen oh except gosh, it's so yeah. close it feels like it's brushing against your face <laughs> and you're like looking it's through like, the American flag. You're really flag. only seeing like red and white stripes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like three or four three, of them. Yeah, yeah. And they're like hitting you in the face as you're peering <laughs> through and looking at Dulé Hill and Rob Lowe and, and like oh all these. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that was a, oh my gosh. So... Rob Lowe had this moment too in the episode where he he comes in as like the sixth man, right? Mm-hmm. Where where they're they're trying to make all these deals with these Republicans. They call in these Republicans that are at the um, dinner. So so what they're doing, the way I understand it, is the there are the Republicans who are trying to veto this bill. They have votes. No, they're trying to override. The override veto. the veto. Sorry, they're the Republicans they who are the overriding votes. the veto. They have the votes to override, and so. All of the staff of the president are like, oh, dang, they have the votes to override. We need to figure out who who we thought was on our side who has traded sides. Yeah. So they call in Democrats. No, 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 no. Now you're, I think you're confused. So my understanding or was that they called in um, the people that were on their side. Yes. That were... Trying to grub for things. They were trying to. They, no, they called to, in people that were going that switched. Yeah, that we that had switched. That, that were going to override the veto. That are now trying to override the veto. Yes. And they're trying to get them back on their side. Correct. That's what I think too. But I thought those people were Republicans. Uh, they might because be. it was a specifically they were it was all Republicans. The Republicans called the the override. Right, right, right. But, but they, they still need everyone to vote. Oh my gosh, it's so yeah. confusing. Yeah, we do not understand. I do not know. I don't know. And like, but, but like the, it's hard to like say, oh, this must have happened before because the episode yeah, itself no was so dense. And like it, it felt kind of self-contained, you know. The story totally of the episode yeah. was like, "Oh, we have to worry about this." This estate tax thing yeah. is just this episode. It yeah. is a tool. Yeah, it's just a device, I think. Yeah, it's just the it's the plot. It's the plot of this episode is the estate tax thing, and then they also have to deal with the terrorism thing, or a, or a which comes in, uh, yeah, like the terrorism, like thing. early, like at the beginning of the middle, right? Like, his, so In the president's team is dealing with this veto. Yeah. Meanwhile, the president has to go to the situation room. Yeah, to deal and with this. <laughs> what I love when the terrorist thing happens, it, it's like this stark, like, maybe that's what Sorkin's doing. He's, like, doing this stark contrast between, like, there's all this fucking petty, bureaucratic bullshit going on over here. Yeah. Meanwhile, people are dying, people are dying. and are trying people to prevent an killed. entire international war Yeah, they're crisis trying, they're in the trying to prevent... Um, escalating violence between uh, Israel and Palestine. Which is like a whole, there's a whole commentary you could do there. Yeah, there's a huge amount of commentary. It's insane that he's like, he's putting these two things parallel to each other, that we are dealing with, with people's lives. Mm -hmm. People are dying. Yeah, and. Because the fact is, it was only two Americans that were killed, but there were 10 other people that were killed in this bombing. But the fact that the Americans were targeted quote unquote, that the bomber came to the Americans right. specifically, yes. that's what makes people concerned that there is a specific like there might be another attack towards oh Americans. Gosh. And and this is all happening post nine eleven. Yeah. Oh my gosh. In in a world where Americans do feel like Americans were attacked. We were attacked. Yeah. It was like a crazy day. The, Everyone remembers 
where they were on 9-11. Everyone, everyone who can remembers. Where yes, they were. yeah. Um, and, but the, the crazy thing is, was this episode written and filmed after 9-11? Probably not. No, I think, yeah, I think it was. Because the, the way that networks go is like, they, this they could is, have been filming it while it was happening. This is episode four. Yeah. If he wrote, if 9-11 happened and then he wrote that other episode, yeah. they, they already have the sets built. They already have everything got, like. I feel built. like they would have had everything filmed It's not like months point. before. No, they, they'll film like an episode in a week. Really? And then, they, sure. and then they put it out the next week? No, like it, they maybe must the next couple of weeks or yeah. a month or something. But so I wonder, like I know, I know like the first, there's a certain amount of episodes that they film before the show starts airing. Yeah. And then the rest of the episodes they film. I think it's only fill. three or four. So they might have So this could before. this would be right on the line of, I don't Oh my have, gosh. I well, don't we know. don't know. We don't know. But either way, it's it's happening. It had to be. It's Because it, suicide I'm bombers. Gonna, yeah, look it up. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Yeah. I mean, it, so those, I guess it's just those three threads. It's the lady. Oh gosh! And then there's Josh's storyline. Josh, who's, who's the whole time. I think Josh's storyline and Dulé's are are bigger storylines that are going to arise later. Right, right, right. So Josh's is that he's dealing with the governor of Indiana, but the whole time his secretary or assistant, executive assistant or whoever, Donna, is trying to tell him that she went on a date with. Someone with someone from government oversight from Ways and Means, yeah, which I don't know what that which is. was the, the name, name of the episode, episode before. Um, and maybe I should look it up. What's Ways and Means? Oh, no, 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 oh, no, we can't, we can't look up previous episodes. No, no, no. I want to know what Ways and oh, Means is true, as yeah. a government agency. Okay, so looking House up, committee. looking oh, okay. up the season premiere of, of West Wing was delayed by the. Uh, by September attack. 11th attacks, and um, it premiered on October 3rd. So all of this was aired after 9/11. Was aired after 9/11. All, all but this not whole season, filmed. but not necessarily if filmed. If it was delayed in September, so they had already filmed up to the COVID. Yeah, and they probably were continuing to film more. But he says that he started. Uh, Aaron Sorkin acknowledged in October 2002 that the terrorism-related plots designed to keep the series relevant after the real-life attacks were awkward at times. So they they oh, had to they write also in do those rewrites. Plots. They, they yeah. do rewrites like up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they probably rewrote and. It was all very relevant then. Yeah. They were making sure it was, even though I, I understand it would be awkward. Like, yeah. how do you having to like shoehorn all this in when it wasn't your initial. Wait, okay, so Idea. the Committee on Ways and Means is the Chief Tax Writing Committee of the United States House of Representatives. Yeah. So they they have jurisdiction over taxation, tariffs, Social Security, unemployment benefits, Medicare, child support laws, temporary assistance for needy families, foster care, and adoption programs. And so I don't know how this this like play must play into the estate tax thing then. But John, well, it probably <laughs> plays into some of the greater things that uh, that that John, Josh, John, Josh. Josh is trying to accomplish in the season. Yeah. He right? also makes a deal with the governor that he's yeah. not 
supposed to make. I right, think. right, right, right. He's told by he's, get he's told to refuse the governor, but he I the you, government tell the governor tells him to refuse him. He's like, the, you can't do that. That's quid pro quo. Or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, you can't make a deal with me here like this. And he's like, well, I'm not making a deal with you. I'm just informing you of an opportunity that might be coming up. And um, and essentially. It, you, when we were watching it, you made a sound um, that you were like, oh, this is like shifty, like stuff. And like he's, you said yeah. he's making a deal with the devil. I did. I wrote it down. And I thought, oh, he's, he sees good in this guy. I thought he actually feels something for this guy. You know, I thought. He's doing the wrong thing for the right for reasons. For the right reasons, I think. Yeah. And I don't know if this guy is the devil, but I do think that this deal is going to bite him. Yeah. Yeah. And the latest season. And Dule Hill has like has his own whole plot line that yeah. we also don't know about. We have no idea what that is. Also, the uh Josh is like is he in love with his secretary? Oh my god, there's like, totally yes, there's chemistry like, there. Chemistry there. I thought the whole time she was gonna tell him she liked him. Yeah. But, in but fact, instead she tells him she's been seeing a guy from ways means. They're definitely gonna end up or hook up at some point. That's or something. there's going to be a confession. Yeah. Because she, he kept coming to her to do his tie. Yeah. To like tie his tie for him. I had him written down as tie guy. Tie until guy. I found out his name. Yeah. He was the tie <laughs> guy. Oh my God. Looking at my notes. <sighs> what is a whip is a question. They kept talking about whips. Whip is some sort of vote. Some sort of vote. Um, tie time. Wait. I, the, the first time that the guy said he had to go to the situation room, I loved it because you and I both, we were just like, the situation yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would jinx each other on that. Every time. Also, he would always, he was always talking to his secretary named Margaret. So he's like, Margaret, I'm going to the situation room. Oh my God. And that's yeah. such a funny thing to be like, <laughs> Margaret, Margaret, I'm going to the Situation Room, Margaret. <laughs> Wait, You'll find me another, there. This show is such a sign of the times because there's one black guy yeah. and one woman. Eight, uh, three. Three women. But one woman one in power. One woman in power. Right, yes. right. And the black guy isn't in power. He's an assistant. Oh, no. He's one of the assistants. But guys. he's part of the team. He's part of the yeah. team, yeah. He seemed like a, at least a central enough character. Yeah, the black uh, character. We haven't even talked about Rob Lowe. Oh, yeah, who Rob came Lowe. came in as a six-man during the estate tax negotiations. Right. He comes in, and he's got... They're, like, talking to the 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 guy from Tennessee. Right. The Republican from Tennessee who's acting... Who came in with a laundry list of things he wanted, he wanted, to, sw- he wanted to, a, to get the yeah, votes. Yeah, a hundred different things. To, to, over, to, to not override the veto. Yeah. And so then that Rob Lowe vote. is like, don't give it... Like, the they all come in. They have a meeting with mm-hmm. the guy, Leo, I think. Yeah. Who And they're like, this is what everyone wants. And Leo's like, don't give it to Don't or, give it to them. Don't give it to them. We're mm-hmm. going to, everyone's going to know uh, that we didn't cave on this yeah. or whatever. And, yeah. and Rob Lowe goes and he's like, why don't we give it to somebody else? Why yeah. don't we give the guy, the what we're tr- going to offer this guy. Give it to somebody else. Throw an elbow at the people who are trying yeah. to strong arm us. And at the same time really make sure we can hedge the bets in our favor. And so they yeah, they, they, they offer the deal. They offer the deal to the guy from, from, from Philadelphia, Pen- Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah. They offer the deal to the guy from Pennsylvania who has like six votes behind him or whatever. Seven. Seven votes behind yeah. him. And, and he says, I don't want that deal. 
He says, he I don't need that deal. He just they wanted, didn't have to give him anything. They didn't have to give him anything but the milk thing. He's like, oh yeah, give me the milk thing. He but they the milk did, thing and he hasn't he wanted to be reelected. Yeah, he didn't want a strong... He said he's weak in his, like, area. So he's yeah. making he's making a uh, just a political move he's for his own power. benefits. He also makes a commentary on, on being a moderate. Yeah. That was, I think, an, another very, like political jab that Sorkin is like making commentary on he, he does so many things that where he's actually making commentary on what's going on in the country at this time yeah like when the president in the first five minutes is like it's almost like I don't even have to be here he yeah. said like his team is all talking about what they should do yeah. and Martin Sheen uh is like it's almost like I don't even have to be here that's such a jab at George W. Bush right who wasn't who was, literally wasn't there when 9-11 happened. Like, he was reading a kid's book. Like, that was... The, he's oh, notorious yeah. for having, like, been in an elementary school, reading books to children. Yeah. He's told what that there is an attack on the towers, and he continues reading to the kids, and then he doesn't address the nation for, like, hours. Oh, wow. Hours. Wow. Um, And he got a lot of criticism for it. Yeah. And, and not that, like, I don't know what it... It's it like seems to very relevant but, to today. Instead for of just reasons of... What, what reasons uh, could possibly... You know, certain reasons. Yeah, so... But the difference is that this president is... Um, is very active. Like, he, 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 he does go to the Situation Room. He leaves the dinner. Yeah, like he, yeah. Um, it's weird. It's a weird commentary. Or not a weird commentary. It's like a necessary commentary, but mm-hmm. I don't know if... The commentary about George W. Bush reading to these kids didn't go anywhere. The fact is, like, nothing came of that commentary. Right. I um, Honestly, when 9-11 happened, I was six. And, like, I remember it, but, like, the context of the world around me, I, I did not know about George Bush, like, reading to kids at the time and not even, like, addressing oh, yeah. that something happened. I only knew about that, like... I, well, I was older, so yeah, 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 yeah. I was like eleven or twelve. Yeah, no, I had to have been twelve, um, or thirteen, something like that. Yeah, something like but, that. But um, I remember. You remember? Yeah, and they had us like we still had to go to school. Yeah, but well, I mean, I was at school. But um, that's all anyone was talking about. It was like a crazy, and and I remember all my teachers telling me like, "You're never gonna forget this." Yeah. This is like, it was for us. It was like. Pearl Harbor had yeah, happened all yeah. over again. Or that's what we were told, at least. I was Because, I mean, airport. not that I don't even know anything about Pearl Harbor. You were in the airport? I was in the airport. You couldn't even... You were in the airport yeah. when 9 11 happened? Yeah, I was waiting for a plane of my... My uncle was supposed to come in. Uh, oh. He was flying from Colorado. Did he get... Um, and the flight... Uh, I think it got delayed because they had to ground all the planes. Yeah. He uh, had to land somewhere else. Somewhere else. And uh, yeah, yeah. But we were at the airport. I remember seeing it on the TV at the airport. And then I remember seeing, watching cartoons the next day. And then it interrupting the cartoons. And I was upset because I had already seen it happen. I don't know why they were interrupting cartoons. Did it. you watch? Did you like actually watch what was happening? On yeah. The like, did you see... The thing I remember about that day more than the planes hitting the towers and the towers falling. Yeah. Because um, when they fell, like, there was a lot of, like, 
We like we, nobody knew they were gonna fall. Yeah, we yeah. just saw the planes hit. And yeah, we were like this is fucking crazy. It's crazy. And and I had never seen anything like that. And they were evacuating the buildings, and it, they're like giant buildings. And, yeah. And then the second plane hits, and you're like, oh my god, yeah. this wasn't an accident. Yeah. This is crazy. And then I remember seeing people jumping. Oh, I did not remember seeing that as a kid. They showed. I was, I was, yeah. Like, I was, the concept I had of it, and this is kind of terrible, but it kind of speaks to, like, how a ch- the child understands all that stuff. Uh, the concept I had of it was, like, this is something that happened in the world. This must be yeah. something that happens in the world because it's happening. Wow. You know, so that's the way you, you like, set learn. A precedent. Yeah. Like, oh, this is just normal. This is normal. Like, it was, it, is something that goes on because it is happening. I think that I was the first time accepted. for me that I was like, oh, there's a th- things happen in the world. That yeah. was for me, it was like, oh, things do happen in the world. Yeah. And this is one of those big things that happens yeah. in the world that it, it wasn't like things, it didn't set a precedent. It was sort of like, oh, I, I woke up to Yeah, like, yeah. The world can be this. Yeah. dramatic and changing well, and they don't, traumatic and I mean when dangerous. you're that young you don't hear other than like hearing about World War II and all mm-hmm, that stuff mm-hmm. it's so far removed from you hearing about like Vietnam and all that yeah, stuff you yeah. know um, so that put it really put things into perspective like right. oh your world can really crumble yeah which is is kind of it's very privileged to be 13 years old and have that happen to you if you think about but I mean other kids have that happen to them when they're way younger. Yeah, but I mean, there were a lot of people in the U.S. especially who, like, didn't have a concept of any of that. And they were, like, 25, you know, 28, and they didn't have a concept of that being able to touch the country. Wow, we've been talking about this. (laughs) But it's relevant. It's very relevant, yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's relevant to this episode of television, but it's also, like, this episode of television is, like, so it's so new to that world and so it's trying yeah. to address that world while also being of um yeah everyone's panicking everyone. at this point everyone like the the country does not know how to respond to this yeah um television doesn't know how to respond to this yeah it seems the american people are like devastated absolutely and frightened and it it seems weird that october 31st 2001 these you know there are some politicians who are like oh uh i we look weak in my state and i just need a little power here or That's i want this policy going forward yeah that the, has to be the point that they have a small mind and like or they have a small like picture going on they don't have the big picture going on like but they don't but that's not fair because the the picture they're painting is about working class America. Like they make a lot of points, good points about um the the conversation that Josh is having before it's just him alone in the room with the governor of Indiana. Yeah. He, he he's talking there's like a uh somebody from the press there and somebody else there's like a secretary or something. Right. Um and he they're talking about the jobs that are being created by this he passed since the Clean Air Act or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, they, They're talking about the jobs that have been lost because of the Clean Air Act. And he's saying the fact of the matter is this is going to create 400 million jobs. And yeah. the, in, the governor of Indiana is like, nobody's going to hire a 55-year-old steel worker to work on hybrid engines. Right. Which is not... 
I don't know if that's untrue, but I, I'm, it's I not think, unfounded. I, do, I honestly think uh, that that is untrue. Uh, because, like, honestly speaking, the people, the the group of people that you're going to be able to hire to build cars and stuff, that, like, class, quote-unquote, of people They're is not going gonna to change. Those skills are going the to The skills are going to, to yeah, apply. They're going to carry over. And it's not like a hybrid car doesn't have steel parts, you know? It doesn't have the whole body of the car that you're making or like any of like it has a similar yeah. engine, you know, or something well, going on. the fact on. that if we allow companies to make these choices all the time and they don't get flack for it. I mean, if right. you look at Ford recently started making their F150s, not recently, like 5 years ago. Or give or take. Uh started making their F150s with aluminum bodies instead of steel. Yeah. And that was a huge deal. But nobody said anything about it. Like, yeah. it made the car lighter and more yeah. gas efficient, and it put a lot of money into the aluminum industry yeah. and took it out of the steel industry. But they're allowed to make that choice, but Congress people are not yeah. allowed to. Yeah. Like, we're not allowed to benefit society. And benefit the world. And the world, because it was bringing down, and the, the, this was also another thing going on at the time, climate denying, mm -hmm. right? Climate change deniers, which at the time it was global warming. It's been known yeah. for decades. Decades. It's been known since but the, the like science 60s, of it. 70s. Yeah, has has not. It took a long time for it to get to mm -hmm. legislation, yeah. for it to get to convince people this was happening yeah. in earnest, and to explain more than anything, explain in layman's terms what it is and what it's going to do, yeah. and how what it has already done, yeah. And how far yeah. along we already are. So the point that they're making about it uh, and about this Clean Air Act that is supposedly taking jobs away from people yeah. like the steel, 55-year-old steel worker, yeah. the point that they're making is that uh, the Clean Air Act is going to help people live longer because it's going to... Kids with asthma are suffering and, and older yeah. people are, are with... Are dying of like heart disease or lung disease yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like th like they're talking in very clear um recent terms right like not recent uh like they're making it about people's lives now, now current people's current lives. people's lives yeah. when in fact um not that that's not true but it's all happening way quicker yeah than than we anticipate like what I we've think... learned about climate science now is that all of these things are happening way quicker than we anticipated and it's more than about people's lives like it's it's more than about the people who have asthma it's about everybody's lives right right it's about the global effect you're yeah. having on the future and like on the world and the future of the world and, but i thought one of the crazy things this that i thought about this show this is almost 20 years ago yeah this is a 20-year-old show. This is a 20-year-old show. It's but, a period piece at this point. <laughs> it's oh not God. period because it's of, yes, it's of its, of its time. time. Yeah. It's not trying to be of another time. I think, um, A, you can see of its timeness. Well, I guess you don't see that much in the clothes because everyone's just wearing suits and stuff. You know, you don't see that much like... You do, though, because the cut of those are, those suits? are looser. Yeah. If you're really into fashion, you would see You'd of the timeness. Like, yeah. 
Even you do see all the time in this because nobody has an iPhone. That's true. Nobody, nobody has, has a, a phone. A, a phone. Nobody yeah. even uses a they're beeper. They're using landlines. Yeah, they're using landlines. <laughs> you don't even see people. Oh, you do see. Nobody's on their computer. No. Nobody's got a laptop out. No, no, no. Well, they have computers in the situation room. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course, the in the situation, situation room. <laughs> um, the the like what I noticed about this show, um, arguing over policies. It like happens a lot, but then they always get to a point where like, okay, let's, cause they will not, if they're arguing over like climate change versus like, uh, like the 55 year old steel worker, mm-hmm. they're never going to come to a conclusion. No, and so it just then becomes, they, have to, move on they have to move on from that to be a political thing. What can I give you to make this choice? Yeah. And it like, it, they know they won't agree on it. Yeah. They will not agree on it. And so they don't even use, they don't even like, at a certain point, nobody believes about in the things that they're arguing for. They're really yeah. only about what can I do to like give you it's power and convince you. It's yeah. all compromise and all about like what can I do to further <laughs> your personal power gain instead of like instead of talking it out and like getting to the root of an issue because yeah. that would take more time than they're willing to put yeah, in. Yeah, more time than they have. More time than a 45-minute episode of television, of television can allow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and people just don't do that. Yeah. Like, naturally, if you and I disagree on something, we could talk about it for hours, right? Yeah. We could. We could. And even at the end of those hours, we could still fundamentally disagree. Yeah, still have our beliefs. Even if we do totally understand So if we're going to move side. forward, we have to... We have to make the conversation at some point about okay well, what are we, we going to how do we negotiate moving forward from this what are we willing to compromise on yeah but i think that the conversation beforehand if we had if you and i for instance yeah. were in congress in congress and we were to spend several hours yeah. talking to each other about our beliefs in a, in a particular right bill right. or pass passing of law um and then we were to make the decision that would be a much more informed decision. Mm-hmm. That would be a much more responsible decision. Way more responsible. Than but just skipping that conversation to the negotiating. They because they get to negotiating within within a, a minute. minute. <laughs> yeah. Every yeah. T- every time they're like, uh, well, sometimes we like come in while they're in the middle of discussing something or something True. like that. True. Yeah. But like we, it we really. We didn't see all of their conversation. We don't. But like it does feel like within a minute. They have to cut through the bullshit, get to the solution, the agreement oh they have to make. Because, I think, because especially in this TV show, you care about the people, right? And and so you have to make everything about the personal stakes for each individual person in the show. That's how they have oh. to, like, that's how they have to make this show, like, relevant to us as yeah, we viewers. Have to care. We, we have to yeah, care about the person and what that person's giving up. So sorry. That's okay. <laughs> he just spit on me. I just spat because I'm <laughs> so okay. excited. I mean, that's that's Aaron Sorkin for you, though. Like, as a writer. Another thing he does is, and what I wrote down was, they're running a fucking circus. How do you mean? Because the they whole, run in circles all the time the and whole, walk down hallways? Yeah! <laughs> they run in circles and they walk down hallways. Uh-huh. Um, no, because... Everything going on is just like 
this is very much their circus, and these are all their monkeys. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and they're like, we gotta wrestle them. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta wrestle, wrestle these monkeys. When you're president, they're all your monkeys. <laughs> they're all your monkeys. It's all your circus. Yeah. And it's, but it's this whole team is doing damage control. Yeah. The entire episode. The whole episode. It it's it's all reactive. Yeah. Everything they're doing is like, how do we best handle this situation? Yeah. The situation in Palestine, Israel. This situation in in Congress, yeah, and this situation with this uh, interviewer, this press person oh, yeah. who, that who one, is making we, fun of my dress. The when what's her name? When CJ, yeah, she goes to watch the Talking Head, the uh, stand-up that the yeah, lady the, does. The 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 news brief or like the yeah. what do you call that? The just the, no, it was just a, this, a stand-up, right? Not not when she's outside of the White House doing yeah. it, right? Yeah. It's, it was a stand-up. That, I guess is that what that's called? called? I think that was a joke. I, I thought it was a joke, but then she referenced it later. She, I, she says you're going to do your stand-up somewhere else from now on. Oh, so you think I'm, that I'm might be the actual bad. term? Yeah, for, but I thought it was a savage I joke. It was a real ripper. CJ goes in and 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 she's followed by her assistant, yeah. who is like she's about to do her. Stand up, and I was like, "That's fucking oh, savage." Dang, dang. But, <laughs> she's a joker. This, yeah. this person is a joker. <laughs> oh man! But in fact, I think that is what it's called. Huh, Either way, when CJ gets her moment to yeah. really ra- rail into Sherry, yeah, that that correspondent is—it's like a—you feel like so good for yeah, a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this whole time, she's being like she's highly competent at her job and this correspondent is like coming at her for almost no reason yeah trying to find a weakness in her um but i guess that's her job it's like a weird commentary on the press being inadequate for some reason i don't and i, I don't know what the press like which always, is weird for sorkin yeah. to do that and then to do a show and like the do, newsroom right. and to have done a show called sports sports night sports night or yeah what are you saying, Aaron Sorkin? Yeah. What are you trying? To, what are you trying to say to I us? I think it's just the perspective of the people in the room of like, oh, politicians all think the press are all fucking dippos. It was dippos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he picks a lot of topics yeah. to come at. One thing that I felt was like, like problematic, uh, just a little bit maybe was. Um, when the assistant of Josh admits that she's been, like, seeing some guy, yeah. um, there is, like, he says, you can't see him again, right? Um, and, like, she's like, I know. And he's like, you can't see him again. And she's like, I know. So there's there's a couple things going on. It's a conflict of interest It's a for conflict her. of interest for him. No, for her. For her. Because she works for him. It yeah. looks like, it can look like, from my understanding. Yeah. She was sent to this guy from Ways and Means in order to broker some kind of deal. Right. That's what it right, I right, think right. is it what it's gonna look come like out that. that it's gonna look like. And but then there's also um the thing where um it's been setting up this whole episode that they might have something between each other, right? Yes. And so he might be jealous. Oh, of there's that. like oh for sure. So he's jealous of her seeing this other guy. And so there's some part of the drama of this episode where you're like, oh, he's jealous of her seeing this other guy. There's where definitely he's, this. He's telling her who she can sleep with. It, like in that moment, what he's literally doing is telling her, you can't 
Like, he's controlling her, like, sex life. And you're like, oh, is he doing it because he doesn't want a conflict of interest? Or is he doing but it because he, he likes her? I think he walks the line. I think he's on the right side of the line. Here. You think he's right? He's, 100%. Because yeah, I don't kosher. think... Because she, she wouldn't have told him. Uh, unless she had to. Yeah. It's none of his business, right, really. Right, right. But... And she obviously didn't want to tell him because she does have a thing for him. Yeah. It's got to be. Yeah, they have a thing for him. But I think he he was very professional. Like, in a lot of ways, I see what you're saying, where where he's in a position of power over her, Mm -hmm. but he obviously has a thing for her. Mm -hmm. But he also obviously doesn't... Like, he doesn't uh, entertain that relationship. Yeah, he won't let that happen. He doesn't... He, he, there's a very clear line, I think. I didn't think there was a clear line until that moment. Really? Like, through the whole thing, I did not, I definitely thought they were together. Because he just kept saying, he just kept saying, she kept bringing up this personal thing. She, the whole episode, she's like, oh, I have something kind of personal I need to talk to you about. And he keeps pushing it off because... I thought it was because she was going to confess feelings for him or whatever. Oh, and so you think he's trying to... And I thought he was avoiding it because he... I thought it was just... I thought they were already boinking. Oh, yeah. That was a possibility, too. And and that, like, she was like, hey, I want to talk to you later. And he just didn't, like... Was disrespecting that. Or he didn't... He just didn't see it as extremely important in the moment. And she seemed to be like, I'm going to tell you about it later anyway. And so he was just like, oh, okay, we'll talk about it later. No, it's interesting. Yeah. I think we'd have to see the whole series together. Yeah, the whole yeah. series. <laughs> do you... Okay, how, how do you think this stands in the canon of, of, of season three, episode My four? My God, this... Okay, so this is it's, not like... It's, <laughs> this is unlike any other episode yeah, of television. it's closest to Mad Men, but Mad Men is so slow and particular that, like... Oh, my God. That, yeah. like, we, we could go through it scene by scene and talk about the entire show mm-hmm. of Mad Men... This show is so fast-paced, <laughs> so fucking dense with dialogue and moving pieces. Um, the people don't demote that much. They don't, They yeah. don't demote they don't in this care. show. But because there's so many plot things happening, <laughs> you still feel invested. You know, you're not like, oh, I don't get what this person's 100%. going hundred percent. That's why I said it's a thrilling hour of yeah, television. It's thrilling. I don't know what happened. Absolutely no thrilling. No clue. Yeah. <laughs> and I deeply care they about deeply, Dulé Hill and CJ. Um, who was Dulé? Why well, wrote down his name? Oh, I forgot got it. it. I've got it right here. You said it's not um, Josh. It's uh, Charlie. Charlie. I deeply cared about Charlie. Oh, Rob Lowe. Rob He's Lowe. the one who came in Sam. in the clutch yeah. with that idea to offer that yeah. the thing to another character. So Rob Lowe is like some behind the scenes puppet master he's, in this. Rob Lowe he's is the, barely in it. He's the deputy communications director. Okay. Um, uh, CJ is the White House press secretary. Yeah. Um, Dulé Hill is the personal aide to the president. Uh, Stalker Channing, first lady. Um, Janelle Maloney. Uh, Donna Moss, the assistant to the deputy yeah. chief of staff. All of so these, John, all of the this yeah. little characters in this actually have hard hitting storylines. Like the the 
that really affect the big players. Yeah. Like everything's so interwoven. It's like it's like a murder board on the show. Right, right. Everyone and like so everyone within the like cabinet, I guess. Right. I don't know if that's the cabinet. No, that's just his like assistance. Yeah. It's like maybe it is a cabinet. We don't know enough about politics. We don't know enough about politics. Uh, we don't know enough about this show, but honestly, like coming into season three, episode four of this show, it's a fucking excellent show. Yeah. And like, I don't have to have watched any of the previous part of the show to like get invested. Yeah. To appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. To appreciate 100%. it and to be invested in it. Like, yeah. cause I was, I was invested. I was suddenly yeah. invested in all of these characters. I don't even know what their jobs are. Yeah. But they oh, seem 100%. to be like, they know what they're doing, but they're also challenged. I and was to... more invested here than I was in Mad Men. Yeah, yeah. Mad Men, there was like a, maybe two characters. Mm. I, I was like, what is going to happen with them? Yeah. And in this one, I'm like, what is going to happen? With what has happened. Yeah. And yeah, happened. in Mad Men, I didn't even care what has happened. Yeah, yeah. I was curious. Yeah, Mad Men but... could have been the first episode. <laughs> it could have been the very first episode of the show. Yeah. You know? It really could. It was so Sorry, Mad Men. <laughs> Sorry, Don Draper. Sorry, Don Ham. Sorry, Don Draper. Uh, look. Uh, <laughs> look, Don. <laughs> we, we, we want some action, and this show was all action. Yeah. Is Maybe yeah. it's a, is it a style thing? I, no, it okay, look. People love Mad Men. People love Mad There Mad has Mad. to be something valuable there. Uh, there's absolutely it's something valuable It's not for us. Maybe. Not not for us watching season three, episode four, and that's it. Well, I mean, we did find fun in it, you yeah. know? Yeah. I am open to, to yeah. people telling me why I should be invested yeah, in Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, this tell us one why I was we should be invested. invested in. Uh, deeply. Very entertaining, oh even gosh. though it was so hard to follow. <sighs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the last episode we did was a variety show. Yeah, it was. And that one was like. <sighs> that was easy. Easy to it follow. It was easy to watch, but I wouldn't say easy to follow because there were, it was of its time. That's true. We it was very of its time. a show that was filmed in like the 90s. Yeah. Well. 30 I mean, years before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, whew, Well, we I mean, so the variety place. show thing, like the, the basic world that we have to understand mm-hmm. is the real world. The, um... Uh, yeah, but we don't, right? The basic world that we have to understand is the real world in the 90s, but also not even of our culture. That's of, true. The British, British, culture. British culture. But British the, 90s the culture. physics is stays the same, you know? There's certain things about the world that stays the same, basically. Yeah. And yeah. and like the the concepts that we're playing with is is our um, understanding. Is our understanding yeah. of how people socially interact with each other and like what can happen in a scene and what can happen on television. Yeah, we kind of have an understanding of what how a variety show works yeah. and how sketches yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. if we don't fully understand we know how when the genius joke is. it is. Right. <laughs> There's and things like, we missed for sure. When when a sketch happens, um, within the sketch, the joke is self-contained within that sketch you know the joke of the sketch is making fun of the world of the sketch whereas this this show that we just watched what the world we have to understand is a world that we don't understand already is is (laughs) post 9-11 white house um like politics uh, but also pre 9-11 
politics at the time too. Oh my gosh! And then it's then, just politics, politics, which we already don't understand. And then they drop a Tony Bennett reference in there. Was the prime minister? Was he the former prime minister? Who yeah. We, of, hold on, I, or he, is he a jazz singer? He would, <laughs> <laughs> Tony Bennett. That is my same question. He's an American singer. Okay, so he is okay, the jazz not, singer, not Tony Bennett. Minutes. I definitely <laughs> thought it was the jazz singer first, um, but then when you asked me if it was the prime it. minister, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. But it's the jazz singer, Tony Bennett. Oh and that's gosh. such a that's such a I don't even know like what how aged that reference is. Everyone knows Tony Bennett re- except for apparently me, who thought yeah. it was a prime minister. Oh gosh, there's a lot of there's a Tony Bennett of basketball thing too. Dang. Look, it doesn't matter. The right. fact is, you were on the page where it was a singer. It was a singer, and yeah. I thought this is the reference where, like, this is the real world reference yeah. we're dropping in the episode, and it's like the only one. That's the only oh, time well, they the, reference like a, a celebrity or anything like that. They have CJ, who the whole episode is in the beginning of the episode is worried about sitting next to a, a, a Nobel Prize winning chemist and right. is trying to figure out. What the hell is she supposed to talk to this guy about? Yeah. Which is such a niche problem that that you would have where you're sitting next to a Nobel Prize winner in chemistry and you, you don't know have what to nothing talk to talk about. Right. Right. And all she can come up with, and it's a joke that they make throughout the entire episode. Yeah, about, is that she knows where he went to school, where he grew no, up. No, the joke is about salt. Oh, salt. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So, the, so she doesn't know anything on the periodic table and that the president... The United States tells her NaCl is yeah, salt. Is the chemical? Yeah. yeah. And then somehow during all of this pol- politicking that's yeah. going on, all of this like like dangerous stuff happening yeah. in the world, all the and this dinner, dense conversations yeah. they're having. She somehow had a moment to research <laughs> what the symbol and or like what the, the chemical, letters Na yeah. like represent and what you, you, for sodium and NA their etymology. Yeah, the etymology of. What if she grab a dictionary? I don't know. In our day and age, that would be easy. easy. You would pick up your iPhone, yeah. you'd type you'd it just in, look it up. you'd find 30 things about it, right. and you'd learn those 30 things in, in 30 it. seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she somehow found a, like a moment to do that Yeah. in all of this hubbub and well, stuff. Well, but she also has three outfit changes, right? That's true. Or she two does. outfit changes? Two. I or only no? saw two. And which were also commented on by the... In the stand-up that the, the, the correspondent does, uh, and that's why she even comes for the correspondent. Right, because, because the correspondent. The correspondent. Like, she changed out of her ball gown, and yeah. Janie is like, or CJ is like, I changed because I thought it would be disrespectful to be wearing a ball gown while I talked about two, yeah. two American students that were, that were killed. killed. Yeah. Which seems fucking obvious. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the fuck? Fair. Totally fair. <laughs> um... I don't think we learned anything about the canon of season three, episode four. Yet. No, no. Do you, yeah, no. And I can't. I, I cannot think, speculate about what's going to even happen in the rest of this. I series. have no idea. I have no idea because obviously something's going to happen with Dulé Hill. Something's going to happen with Charlie. He's going to be. Well, Dulé Hill's going to go to. Psych. He's, he's going to go to Psych. <laughs> he's going to meet Sean, his best friend, and he's they're going to solve crimes together. Yeah. yeah, and pretend to be psychic, and then. Um, this was pre holes too. He's got to go to holes first. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, as far as a season three 
episode or season three, episode four <laughs> thing goes. I think it's like this show is way too dense, and we definitely jumped much. way too far in the deep end on this. Yeah, one. This we could go back to season one, episode four, and maybe yeah. learn more. <laughs> yeah, probably. This doesn't tell us much about what this point in the series is, you know, at all. And that's that's something to be said for television that like. Well, that is that is so empty that we can just talk about why this sits here in a season. That's madness. Yeah, right. But that wait, was, this that was one fringe. is like clearly setting up a lot. A like, lot. So in the way that Fringe is setting up a lot, yeah. this show is setting up a lot. I think. Yeah. No, not a lot. Fringe is setting up a lot. This show is setting up two or three things. Yeah. To, to hit within, on later within a very dense network of. Of things that are of happening. jargon and things yeah. that are happening and, like, just the way politics works. Yeah. But Fringe was, like, a thousand things and Mad Men was, like, one thing. One. Well, some of the looks or were definitely setting things up. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, three things happened in a Mad Men episode. Right. Forty things happened in a Fringe episode. Yeah. And then... Nine hundred things Two happened. things happened in this one. Right. In the grand scheme of the series. In the grand scheme of the season, yeah. In the episode of Mad Men, like, I probably like five five things things are happening. happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In an episode of Fringe, nothing is happening. (laughs) It's all insanity. It's all insanity. It's all. It makes sense. It's all. uh, Nonsense. And Supernatural was pretty. That's like cookie cutter. Yeah. That was so easy to follow. So easy. We know there's a monster. Uh-huh. They're gonna get to it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that was it. That was it. It was so easy. And like the like the discussion that the brothers have is is all there is that like that's, relates that's them all they to, have to the rest the of the season. Yeah, the whole series. Yeah, the same yeah. discussion. Yeah, the same discussion over, over and over, over again. again. <laughs> and in this, like, you're setting stuff up for the rest of the season, but like, it's it is small and it is like. It's like, oh, that might be yeah, a thing. That's yeah. a thing. Like, I can recognize that that's a thing that's going to come you, later. It, you get past and present. Yeah. Do you yeah. think? Do you think that the wife of the president is going to get really sick? <gasps> no, not yeah, Rizzo. Do you think Rizzo's going to get What's sick? That song she sings in Greece. Um, um, there are worse things I could do. There are worse things I could do. Which really, what she's saying, there are worse things she could do than get an abortion, mm. right? Like. Then the, be the, with a boy like you. Or maybe what she's saying is that this is totally unrelated this to this. Is, we are not doing season maybe three episode she's four. Saying, <laughs> she's saying there's worse things she could do than be with him, and those worse things are the abortion. Yeah, perhaps. Ooh. Anyway, we'll pick that apart never. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> somebody else has picked that apart already. Somebody way more qualified. We'll pick that apart never. Um, but it's. I don't know. That would be interesting to see if she gets sick. I hope not. Because ah, um, she not. is sick in this episode. She was sick in this episode. That's the only... When when someone is sick in an episode of television, it makes yeah. me think, uh-oh, they're going to be sick for a while. <laughs> but the end of this episode ends, and it's like, it's the only part of the episode... We barely see the president. This is called The West Wing. Yeah. It's about politics. Yeah. And we see the president, it's like... So briefly, and and in the moments we see him, he seems competent, but yeah. but he's most human when he's with his wife, and he's most human at the end of the episode when he has to make he has to call the parents of these kids, these students. Yeah. It's interesting that the president seems to be the most human of all the characters. 
as far as like the Ooh. most considering of people's feelings. Oh my god. Yeah. You're on to something, yeah, Adam. Holy right. crap! That's so that's so true. Yeah. Sorkin does that with his I think he was better in it in Newsweek, where a lot of them were human, mm. you know. But the the lead, right? Yeah, is, is, is the arrogant bastard. No, the lead is like is the most human of oh, them all. Okay. Is yeah. does show like the most compassion in moments yeah. where all these other characters are allowed to be these other characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah They're yeah. totally allowed, which is kind of awesome. Like yeah. he he lets the leader be the leader, but in the background, and 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 that's the case here too with the president. He asks to do this phone call. They're all talking to him about like what he should what do, he could what tell he could them, say, what he could tell to the grieving parents. And he does the ask them. Kids. Yeah. But then uh, he asks them all to leave so he can have this phone call. And then what he says is like, "I have three kids, and I have no idea what to, to say to you." Yeah. Because they were brothers also, so these, this family lost two, two, two kids. kids. Yeah. And I think that's like. Oh my God, that's like could be what Aaron Sorkin is saying to the entire American audience. Mm -hmm. like, I have no idea what I could say. Like, to you this right horrible now. thing happened in America, and I have no idea. Like nobody knows. Like even the president, mm -hmm. like even your leader, doesn't know what to do. Doesn't know what to say in this moment, and that's it's like he's saying that's okay. Like it's okay to not know how to deal with this because this doesn't happen every day. Mm -hmm. Like not every day do two planes flying into. Mm -hmm buildings and not every day do two kids going to a soccer match in Jerusalem get killed by a suicide bomber it's okay to not know what's going on mm -hmm. and just to be human and say and say yeah I don't know I don't, I don't know what to know. say to you I don't know what to say I don't know how to help and that's what the episode ends on yeah. just, I don't just know what right to say. there and then, and at the end of the day, you and I don't know what to say. We don't know either. what to say either. We were <laughs> taken on a freaking ride, um, and like, holy shit! Like, like I, when I posed that we do West Wing, I thought, is that too much? And we were like, no, let's just dive in. And then it's a lot it, more it than just was this. Way too much. Yeah, it's way there, too much. It was never gonna not be too That's much. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But it's oh man. I, yeah, I would recommend watching this show based on the one episode. I'd yeah, I really it. would. I yeah. would watch it. Yeah, I, I would watch I was roped in. Yeah. I never, ever thought I'd say that about yeah. West Wing. <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard it's like prestige television. Yeah. I've read about it. I mean, Mad Men is prestige television, too. Not going to recommend that. Nah, well, yeah, based off of season three, episode four, you don't need to watch it. Here's my here's what I want to happen. Mm -hmm. Ideally, for this show, this podcast we're yeah. doing, yeah. I want people who are really passionate about the shows we're watching yeah. to talk to us to and like, tell, tell us, us like, yeah. why we why are we wrong. are wrong, why we like couldn't, <laughs> how stupid we are yeah. about the show, yeah. Um, why we did not pick up on all of the obvious oh, things yeah. that were going on, and to tell us like why we should like the show and why yeah. we should watch it, yeah. Maybe one day we'll do a season where we watch the whole series leading up to the third episode, or is it the fourth episode, season three? Yeah. And then we redo the season three episode. Four. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Um, if you can convince us, mm -hmm. we will do anything. We will. Checking out from here. Uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, listening, season three, episode <laughs> four. I'm Adam and again. I'm Lisa. Yeah.
What's the episode? What is the episode? Thanks again for listening to another episode. You can find me at DamonHD and Lisa at L-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-A on Instagram. You can find the podcast at Season 3, Episode 4. Words are words, the numbers are numbers. Uh, we have a Twitter now at uh, S3 underscore E4. And this super cool song is by Jacob Bernstein. Uh, it is so rad makes me smile a bunch and I'm super grateful to uh, him for making this <laughs> awesome theme song so thank you again we'll hear from you soon episode